We are Gateway Chapel, where we build your world by His Word. We stand for fun, friendship, fellowship, and family. You are listening to a Pastor Eddie message. Today we continue our, our very important series, which we have tagged The Path. The Path. And the principle of the path says, your direction determines your destination. End of story. No grammar about that. Your direction determines your destination. If this is south and this is north, and my intention is to sit where the choir is sitting right now, it doesn't matter how long I walk this direct, this path, I will never get there. Simple principle, but we ignore it. All right, so in this service, so, um, um, so that's very, very important. This is no, it's not brain surgery. It's not rocket science. It's just the way it is. If you head the opposite direction, you will be far away from where you intend to be. And so um, today, we want to look at a very similar, uh, um, uh, look at the second part of this message, which I, we've called making a course correction. Please tell your neighbor, say my neighbor. You may, need, you may need to make a course correction. Yeah. When you find yourself on a path that you didn't plan to be on, you need to get off that path. You just need to. And so we look at the book of Proverbs. And one of the things I love about the book of Proverbs is that it's a book of wisdom written by, mainly by Solomon. And we know that Solomon is the wisest man on the earth. As at the time, at this time, still is. Right? So it would be nice to look at what the wisest man says about certain things. Solomon is a, is a so we always recommend that you try and read a, a proverb a day. I'll be your apple for the day. Yeah? They say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So a proverb a day makes you wise. Right? So read the proverb a day. And so you see if, if you're looking for a great mentor, Right, I think I think the book of Proverbs is um, is a mentoring book. Proverbs, Timothy. Try and read those those books. You find that you you gain wisdom, and then if you look at um, Timothy, well, book of uh, well, First Timothy, or Second Timothy. You look at Timothy and look at the instructions of Paul to Timothy, a a spiritual son. I think you want to spend your time reading, reading those books so you gain wisdom, you get the insight of someone who has been ahead of you. So, last week we looked at the story of a guy who took the wrong path and, uh, and we know what that path ended up in and uh, Solomon described that guy as the guy like a lamb led to the slaughter. And so if you find yourself on the wrong path, what should you do? All right, and that's we want to look at that today. But look at let's look at what are, one of the things I like love, love about the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter one, look at verse two to four. It says, "To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, to the young man." Knowledge and discretion. Well, I'm nice as a young man, as a young woman, you have knowledge and you have discretion. You know what to do at all times. And the man of understanding will attain wise counsel. It's not nice to as a, someone look, describe you as someone who is wise. You have wise information. You have wise advice all the time. And so, well, one of the things I love about this, about this particular verse we just read is that 
the, the, second, the second verse says to perceive the words of understanding. And then it also says to give prudence to the simple. Prudence and the word of understanding, they mean the same thing. And so you see, and if you look, read through the, the, the writings of Solomon, he's constantly comparing a prudent person with um, a simple person. And a simple person actually is someone who makes uh, wrong decisions. What, what, what is a prudent person? A prud- prudent means knowing what to do. Knowing what to do. Exercising good judgment. Having common sense. In other words, that tells me that faith does not mean that I should lack common sense. The fact that being spiritual doesn't mean that you should lack common sense. And that's what, well, another thing I love about my faith is that it requires common sense. It says, come, let us reason together. So my mind is required. My, my mind is required. My intellect is required. My emotions are required. In other words, this is not a faith for dummies. You understand? And so the, so the book of Proverbs constantly compares a foolish guy with a prudent guy. And it calls, a, it calls a foolish guy a simple person. And so every time you hear the word simple, it doesn't mean humility. It means, duh. <laughs> That's what he's saying. So let's look, at, let's look at some of the scriptures. And then like, we'll, we'll read this together where you see Solomon constantly bringing this uh, contrast and likeness between a foolish person and a uh, uh, a prudent person. Proverbs 29, 25. Right? We read, we read, let's read this together. Proverbs 29, 25. Proverbs 29. Oh, sorry. Proverbs 19, 25. Sorry. Proverbs 19, 25. Okay. All right. One, two, go. Strike a... Okay, okay. Only those on my left and my right are reading. All right. Can we all read together? Okay. One, two, go. Aha. 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 Exactly. You see, you can look at this. Look at this contrast there. It says, "Strike a strike a scoffer, and the simple will become weary." So, in other words, the simple person, the foolish person, already only only responds to being flogged. He will only become careful when a scoffer is struck. But, but it, says, it says, but rebuke one who has understanding. In other words, there are some people, you tell them off and they will discern knowledge. It's not nice. Right? Let's look at Proverbs 12, 16. Proverbs 12, 16. Proverbs 12, 16. Okay, one, two, go. Why are you quiet? It's like, it's like it dawns in and you go, oh, all right, okay. One, two, go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. See the foolish guy, right? His anger is easily known. Everybody knows when you are angry. Everybody knows when you are. And you call it, uh, I'm just... I have to say my mind and tell you how I feel. He said, well, you've been dumb. 
He said, but a prudent man knows how to rein it in. You know, a, a, a prudent person has self-control. A foolish guy, a, fool, a fool's wrath is known at once. Everybody knows that he's angry. Everybody knows she's upset. You walk into a building, everyone knows, wow, she's not in a good mood today. And the Bible says, you're being foolish. Right? But the prudent man, when he's upset, doesn't show. I love Solomon. Okay, let's look at one more. Look at, five, look at two more. Proverbs 22, 3. Proverbs 22, verse 3. Okay, can we read this together one more? Can you see the, can you see the comparison here? All true scriptures always look at this, look for these two types of characters. Paul, Solomon talks about them all the time. Proverbs, um, <laughs> Prudence chapter 22. Proverbs 22. <laughs> all right. 22, 3. Okay. One, two, go. See that? A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. But the simple pass on. He keeps walking until the evil he sees happens to him and then he is punished for it. That was Proverbs 22, verse 3. Now let's look at the last one. Proverbs 27, verse 12. Very important uh, Proverbs again. Proverbs 12, I love this one. There's one to go. <laughs> Did you notice anything? It's the same. It's the same. Is that an error? Why would the Bible say the same thing twice? Why would the Bible repeat this? Why would the Bible repeat the same thing twice? Because it is extremely important and because we always fall into that trap. So that is, and that's, and so I want to please share with you from this, from this scripture, Proverbs, Proverbs um, 12, uh, Proverbs 27, what verse again? So the things that prudent people do and the things that simple people do. How to effect correction in your life. So we want to learn from these two people. The first one is that the prudent make course corrections. Yeah? Can you bring it up again so we can read it? Proverbs, Proverbs, it's warm in here. Proverbs 27. I know we, we are nowhere in autumn, but um, <laughs> alright? Proverbs 27. What verse again? 12, all right? So, one, two, go. Let's read again. So, you see what they, what they do. All right? One, two, go. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple part is on and are punished. So, the very first thing the prudent does, they make course correction. If you're on the wrong path in life, whether it's financially, relationship-wise, Whatever path you are on, maritally, and you know that you're on the wrong path concerning an issue, 
the very first thing the prudent person will do is change course. You have to change course. You have to change course. A prudent person, right, makes course corrections. Doesn't matter what car you drive. In a car, there's what's known as a wheel balancing, wheel alignment. So if you leave your car, how you test if your car, if your car is properly aligned, right? If the intention of that direction is in line with the destination, remove your hands from the steering for a second. And you will see for most cars, depending on the age of the car, gradually they start swerving to the right and off course. And that's what we tell you when you look for, you know, I know those of you who learned how to drive in England, you know, they say that, you know, keep your hands on the steering. But you do that when you are learning to drive, isn't it? At some point, point you get a fancy car, nice looking car, and they put your one hand on the wheel, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> isn't it? So prudent people constantly keep their hands on the wheels. Because if you do not, it's only a matter of time, that car will veer off course. That car will veer off course. And if you still don't pay attention, if you don't bring that car back, to, back on course, there will be a collision. You will make someone on the next lane's life miserable because you are not paying attention. Prudent people make course correction. If you find out that, you are, that the direction you are in in life is not in sync or in alignment with your destination, you make a course correction, a course adjustment as a wise person. Spirituality and faith does not mean that you lack common sense. In fact, spirituality and faith requires that you get your common sense involved. But common sense, my friend, as I, when I was growing up, they tell me, it's not common. Oh, you know the message. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But they're simple. Don't do that. They just keep going on. They go on. They go on. They know that the, the simple person, the simple see that, you know what, the way, we are lead, the way we are leading ourselves in this marriage is not working. They keep doing the same thing over and over again. The way I'm raising this child is not working. But they keep doing the same thing over and over again. And they stay on the same course. Do the same thing. And then they hope for some sort of miracle. Look, I believe in miracles. But any miracle that, that lacks common sense is fraud. Our faith does not mean that you should lack common sense. Praise the Lord. In fact, there's one scripture the Bible says that it says a foolish man believes everything. A foolish man believes, believes everything. So they're prudent, they're simple. We keep doing the same thing. It's like the ostrich, you know? You go ostrich. Bury your head in the sand and hope that nobody sees you. It's very interesting. The Bible says that a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. They will keep doing the same thing until they hit the wall or until something, until an accident happens. A prudent man realizes that he needs to build relationship with, his, with, with God. 
He wants God to be the center, of, he wants to be at the center of God's will, right? And then he will make adjustments. He will make adjustments. I want, to, I, want to, I want to be in the center of God's will. I want to raise a Christian family. I want to be a, uh, I want to raise godly children. They know what to do. And then a prudent man, when he sees that he's on a path that does not deliver on that destination, they make adjustments. But a foolish person keeps doing the same thing and hope that one day, supernaturally, the children will turn out godly in a wicked world. How does that work? How does that work? A prudent man looks at his finances and realizes that the way I am managing my expenses, right, or the way I am, the way I'm spending, or the things I spend on, right, will leave me broke, will leave me without funds at the end of the month, will leave me without savings. I will, I will never have enough to give. I will never have enough to be a blessing to others. The Bible says it's more blessed to give than to, than to receive. I will never have be enough to, to support my spiritual house, my, support my, my spiritual community. I will never have enough to advance the, the course of the gospel in the city where I live. A prudent man will look back and make, and make adjustments and ask himself questions like, why do I have two telephone numbers when I'm not, when I'm not running a business? Why am I paying 120 pounds a month on Sky when I'm not even at home to watch TV? I mean, it's just things that prudent people think about. You know, why do my son or my daughter have a telephone and a network at the age of eight? Why am I paying so much for um, Alexa? Why? A prudent man will say, I want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. Why, why is it that I, I, I can't even afford to even pay a tithe? A prudent man will say, you know what? I don't have to buy a pair of shoes every month. A prudent woman will say, you know what? I don't need that expense. I only want to get involved in mandatory expense. A prudent family will do that. A prudent family will say, you know what? Our outgoings, right, to ourselves is more than, is, what we spend on ourselves is more than what we spend on the life of others. A prudent person will sit back and say, you know what? Why, why am I, why am I, it's supposed to be a free line renter. Why am I spending 60 pounds a month on telephone calls? A prudent family will say, why am I spending so much on life insurance when I have only one life? <laughs> I can't give an offering. I pay a tax, I want to choke. And yet, what? A prudent family will look at their expenses, they sit down and look at every itemized bill because I want to be a blessing to somebody. I want to be a blessing to my spiritual home. I want to be a blessing to other Christians. I want to be able to pay a tax and say, you know what, Lord, thank you for blessing the works of my hands. A simple person? No. Keep the shoes. 
keep the expense, have nine insurance policy for only one life, right? I spend so much on downloads, right? For the kid who is eight years old because the kid loves, what games do they do on TV these days? I don't even know. And then somehow, they argue that, I don't even know why Taif is important in the church. No, just say it, man. You broke. <laughs> man, you broke. You don't have money. You don't have money. You broke. You don't have enough. So Taif is a good thing. The fact is that, and then you then take down their theology. Like, why are we talking about theology, mate? Right? You wear your pair of shoes. You Truth is, you don't have enough. Sincerely, if you have enough, and you, are, you feel successful, and you are wealthy, what is a 10? What is one out of 10? You, you know you are a nice person. You know, you, you, you will drop, you would, you, at a heartbeat, you will drop one out of 10. But you know, but when you don't have it, you don't have it. Does that make sense? So a simple person, a foolish person, rather than sit down and audit, carry on. Carry on. And keep on carry on. One of the t-shirts I hate I simply wear them and I want to just rip it off their back. They say, keep calm and carry on. <laughs> I know I'm heading around the wrong track, but keep calm and carry on. Just carry on. Hopefully, you stay on this track long enough. <laughs> you will get to your destination. Foolish t-shirts. I don't know whoever came <laughs> Foolish t-shirt. I don't know whoever came up with that kind of horrible, horrible, horrible t-shirt. That's a t-shirt a simple person who cannot face reality wears. That in other words, I see this evil coming. I'm not going to do anything about it. I just keep calm and pretend. I will ignore what I see and just stay calm. As long as I am calm on this wrong path, mysteriously, God is the God of miracles and it works wonders. Please listen very carefully. You may need to make a course correction. Prudent people do. They change their path. But if you find yourself on a wrong track, you find yourself on a wrong path, you find yourself on a direction that, is, that does not align with your destination, the first thing you should do is get off that track as fast as possible. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And we see this all the time. We see a problem, we don't do anything about it. You see a kid, for example, misbehaving, and I say, oh, are you going to do something about it? No, I'm just going to probably just keep on going on, you know. He said, but don't you see this problem? This is a problem for this kid. Yeah, yeah. Should you do something about it? Uh, yeah, I should. You are right, you know. You are right. So what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm sure he will change. I'm sure he will change. Maybe when he gets to the age of 14. But don't get me wrong. I agree with you. Something really ought to be done. Uh, so what are you going to do? Yeah, I agree with you. Mm. Mm. Something will happen. Well, I leave it to God's hands. See? God's hands? 
God's hands will change this. No, God's hand is your hand. God's hand is your hand. And so a prudent person understands that it's not what they see that matters. It's what they do about what they see that matters. So the Bible says a prudent man foresees evil and he does something. The first thing he does, he hides. This is not coming on me. I've seen it. It's not coming on me. He does something. A simple person carries on and does nothing. At best, complain about it. At best, gossip about it. At best, talk about it. But never do anything. It's not what you think that matters, folks. It's not what you think that matters. It's not what you say that matters. It's what you actually do. Specific, tangible activities. Specific, tangible, executable activity. That guy dogged. He said he hides. He took action. The evil I see on this path, my goodness, will never happen to me and my family. And so I'm going to do something. He said, Master, what shall we sing to be saved? That's not what the Bible says. What shall we say to be saved? What kind of conversation must we have to be saved? That's not what the Bible says. It says, what must we do? You do nothing, you get nothing. You do nothing about this path. You do nothing about this track. Whatever evil is on this track can't miss you. Cannot. So that's what a prudent person does. They take action about it. They don't discuss it. They are, then they agree with that discussion and say, yeah, and then forget immediately. And then they carry on. They carry on. Next time you see somebody wear that kind of T-shirt, go to them and say, please excuse me. <laughs> I think this T-shirt is wrong. You say, why? Because you are better than this. You won't just keep calm and carry on. No, I want to keep calm and do. Keep calm and do. Keeping calm means I refuse to be intimidated by the spirit of fear. But I will do because greater one is in me than he that is in the world. We stay calm and we do. We take calm and we take action. We stay calm about our situations, but we have enough anointing and grace on the inside to veer off course and do something about what we see. That's a Christian. Amen. Amen. Tell anybody, stay calm, stay calm and take action. I should patent that one. That should, that's, that's, a, that's a proper teacher, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Stay calm and take action. They come and keep keeping up my leg. So that's what they do. They do something. 
the first thing a spiritual person does is they give up something. They give up something. You have to give up that comfort. Now, you need to give up what people will say about you. Sometimes we know that this track is wrong. Our first question it will be, what will people say? Because I want to be popular. I remember many years ago, I was a treasury director of, a, of an investment company. At a very young age, I was man, 26, 27. Yeah, good times. And so I went to uh, sign some funds on behalf of um, our investment company. And on my way back, after signing this deal with this company, I was at the back, I was chauffeur-driven, sat at the back, and I heard the Holy Spirit tell me very clearly, return that money. What? Return what? Very clearly the Holy Spirit spoke, return that money. And my question was, what will I tell my partners? How do I come to the boardroom and they ask me, did you get a fund? I say, yes, but no. What do you mean, yes, but no? Yes, I took the money, I, I signed for it, but uh, halfway down, the Holy Spirit said, return the money. So I, uh, I was having this conversation with myself in the car. And my driver went, oh God, is you okay? <laughs> like, boss, everything all right back there? I said, yes, well, I'm, I'm fine, I'm fine. I said, no, no. Oh, lie to him. No, 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 no. So we took the fund, got to the office, came to my MD and the general manager. I said, wow, congrats, man. They were, they were, everybody was happy for me. But I was not happy because I knew I have taken the wrong turn. You know, eventually that company collapsed due to no fault of mine. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it, the collapse of that company. All right. Everybody, all the creditors forgave us and came under a payment plan. But for this guy, this guy said, no, I want my money and my interest now. He, see, that company, the one the Holy Spirit warned me about, was the only firm who refused a payment plan. And my God, they stressed, they stressed Oh, unfortunately. The Bible says the simple pass on and are punished. But unfortunately, I was not the person that was punished for my action. It was my MD and the general manager. They had them dragged before court. They had them locked up. They had, so, when you, when you refuse to take action, that penalty, the punishment, does not come to only you. My team suffered. My staff suffered. My MD, my MD suffered. He was taken away. He was locked up. He was locked up because the guarantee to that investment was a post-dated check. The guarantee to that investment was a post-dated check. Every other firm came back and gave us back their positive check, but this guy, he said, if you don't bring the cash, I will cash this check. And back then, where I come from, if you cash a positive check and it bounces, you'll be arrested. So my MD paid for it. My general manager paid for it. 
You see, if you don't take action and get off this track, someone won't pay. Unfortunately, it won't just be you. Maybe your colleagues at work will pay for it. Maybe your family will pay for it. Maybe your spouse will pay for it. Pay for it. Whatever action you take, someone will be punished. And it won't just be you. So you've got to give up this fear. You give up your... Com- and I wish to, to today that I gave up that fear and anxiety to do what the Holy Spirit wanted me to do. And, and you know what? Like they say, just damn the consequences. I wish I, I, wish I can rewrite time, the, 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 uh, go back in time and sit before them and say, yes, I had the opportunity. I signed for it. I returned it because it was against my spirit. But I didn't. It's a guilt I still carry it today. Because those boys that got punished for it, till today, they never recovered. Thank you for listening. You can find out more about us at www.gatewaychapel.org.uk Remember to subscribe so you'll never miss another message like this one. Be blessed.